Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 2, Episode 4 of Virtual Dopeness. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, PJ Alex. Joined Joining me this week is our returning champions from Episode 2, Devon Castro. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us again. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having us. No problem. No problem. And after overcoming a couple technical difficulties that the world will never know, um, (laughs) we are back in this thing. We got a cool episode ahead of you. Uh, We're talking about a bunch again this week, um, but I want to start off. uh, Actually, I'll just say what we're talking about this week. We're talking about Logic's album, Logic, Mm -hmm. Everybody. We are talking Mm -hmm. about the hit show, in my opinion, on Netflix. Dear White People, we are talking mm-hmm. about um, clickbait, what it is, and why you fucking hate it, and uh, was there anything else we're talking about, guys? Did I say anything else? Am I, am I tripping? No, I that, was, I was, that was it. That was it. That was yeah, it. I think that was everything. Um, but, so, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started with something that we started, and me and Sheikah started next week, I mean, started last week, and mm-hmm. talk about what we're drinking during the show because alcohol has become an integral part of the virtual dopeness experience. Um, <laughs> I suggest y'all drink with us. I mean, you're more than welcome to. Uh, pull I can up even a start shop, putting these. You please. What'd you say? I said, pull up a shop for me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple of them. <laughs> Couple. <laughs> so this week, I think we're just taking it light. Uh, I have the uh, all purpose blend emergency drinking beer uh, that Sheikah had last week. From Avondale in States, Georgia. Um, okay, okay. Shit is good. What y'all drinking on over there? We are sipping on some Blue Moon right now. Blue Moon's already <laughs> always appreciated. You know, that's a that's like a go-to. Hell yeah, it's a go-to. So let's get into the into the episode. First thing we're talking about, Logic. Everybody now, Logic is an artist from the Virginia He's area. From He's from Maryland. I, th- I think he's from Maryland. Yep, I think you are 100 percent right. Yeah, he's from Gaithersburg, Maryland. He does say that on the album. He is from Gaithersburg, Maryland. He is um, uh, was born in 1990, so that makes him 27 ish. Yeah. Um, he ha- this is his third studio album. Um, has worked with a bunch of artists in the past, and. He worked with a, a good amount of artists on this one as well. Yes, he did. Um, he has some previous mixtapes as well and is a rapper that's gotten a lot of like midline buzz. Like he has a strong cult following of fans, but I don't yeah. think he's like considered middle tier yet. But yeah, um, he does have some hardcore <laughs> fans. Yeah. He's kind of stuck between those lines. Pretty much. Pretty mm-hmm. much. And he kind of, he doesn't yeah. even, he doesn't talk about that th- that much this album. I've heard him talk about it in interviews where people will stand for him. Kind of like people who, who stand for, it's not as big as J. Cole because J. Cole's following is also like insane and his, mm-hmm. his fans are almost unreasonable as well. Not as much as like cannabis fans. Because cannabis fans, oh, you can't have God. a logical discussion with. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best rapper ever in the history of rap, and, oh, and you rap, can't tell them bro. niggas different. So, you know, have you seen cannabis like lately? Did you did you see him on like URL and you know battling? 
No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I try to keep my distance from cannabis because I don't want to be one of those cannabis fans. <laughs> it's real easy. <laughs> but um, so so with this album, let's let's go ahead and get into it. Um, I want to hear y'all impressions of the album first before I get get into mine. So, what did y'all think of the album? I will say that I thought the album was a. Uh, it, it was pretty straight overall. Like, I mean, I would, I'm not flout for it, but it's it's something nice, something nice to write to. It's definitely something nice too. It has a nice vibe to it. Um, I feel like it does show a little bit more more growth and logic. Uh, at the same time, I feel like it's kind of some of the same overall subject matter that he usually talks about, as far as like bass and stuff goes. And I don't think I've been uh, listening to Logic as long as you have. How long, how long have you been listening to Logic? Uh, I've been listening to Logic since his first like album. Uh, the name of that Driving Miss Daisy uh, song with Childs again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably like, I don't know five years ago. So yeah, I, I mean, I I heard of Logic, you know, what I'm saying beforehand and whatnot. You know, me me being from the DMV area, of course, um, but. I didn't have any like extensive knowledge of uh, logic, honestly. But um, I have, you know, seen him on the radar for a pretty long time, and I, I feel like that's, you know, that's just kind of like where he's remaining on the radar, you know. <laughs> like, not, no, 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 that's one hundred percent real. Like he's he's on the radar, but. Like he made the double XL freshman cover that one year. I don't know if that was last year, year before last, yeah, or maybe three years ago. Because I think like yeah, one of the qualifications of that John is like you don't have a studio album out yet. Um, but so maybe yeah. it was a couple of years ago. He had the BT cipher where he kind of went in, and that's what piqued my interest. Um, so in, I'm gonna talk about the album first. Uh-huh. Then I'm gonna talk about logic. So, okay. first, I think the album is pretty straight. Like mm-hmm. music selection, beat selection, dope. Like I- I'll give him that. Like it sounds good. It, it sounds cohesive. Um, mm-hmm. The storyline, which involves uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson at playing God, which is actually kind of it's it's hilariously dope because like Neil deGrasse Tyson is on record. I, I don't know what his religious views are if he has many, but yeah. he I know he is he is a strict strict scientist, so he may yeah. be an atheist as well. But I'm not 100 percent sure on it. Um, yeah, those those skits were pretty they were pretty interesting. pretty interesting. I will say that it it gives you a it's a different perspective. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah like, it's it a completely say, different perspective. I was like, oh, that's a dope concept. Like, okay, I can understand that. Um, bars lyrics were straight. Um, mm-hmm. nothing like over the top amazing. He did have a bunch of features on the album, so yeah. let me just run those features real quick. Um, Killer Mike, mm-hmm. Ansel, Elgo, mm-hmm. Elgort, Ansel Elgort, 
Black Thought, No ID, Juicy J, Alessia Cara, uh, Khalid. I think is it Khalid or Khalid? I don't know what that nigga's name is, but he's. I think it's Khalid. I think it's Khalid also. I think y'all are right. So the the location (laughs) nigga, Um, (laughs) Lucy Rose, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and there's uh, Damian somebody. Uh, Damien L. Damien Lamar Hudson. So definitely some 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 legit features on that album. Yeah, he had some pretty different features. He he had a good amount of artists on there. Okay, so and, and like I said, I said all the nice things first. Uh huh. Now it's time for me to go off script a little bit. I have okay, can I can I name can I name like some of my favorite tracks on that album? Okay, go ahead. I, 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 go ahead. You know, um, well the I, the I wouldn't say these are like my favorite tracks, but they're like the ones that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say "Take It Back." Um, that I believe that's the one with Killer Mike at the end. Nah, that's the way he does it. That's not that's not the one. Nah, it's Killing the, Spree. Is the one with Killer Mike. It's right before. It's right before Take It Back. They kind of flow oh, into each uh, other, so I can understand. Right, right, right. Okay, uh, America, Ink Blood, uh, of course, Afri- Africarian. Is that is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Afri- Afri- Africarian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one and. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's that's what I, I I definitely put the skits down. Yeah. Um I honestly think and this is a sad part maybe that I like the skits better than the rest of the, the album. Um <laughs> but Ameri- the skits the, were low key corny though. Like they, they were so corny, but they were like they weren't interesting enough for you to be like ah. They had a decent storyline, kind of. <laughs> it was definitely a decent storyline. Yeah, but the way he he made like like they were talking, the way they were and stuff is is kind of funny. It's like you but couldn't cool. tell you couldn't tell if he was trying to be like serious or comical with the skit, right? Because exactly, like, if you think like like Kanye's like college dropout skits, where it's less like the dude's like, oh well. My degrees are gonna keep me warm and shit. You know that was trying to be comical, <laughs> you but know make that a point, yeah. right? But with this, it's like, okay, are you trying to be funny? Or are you trying to like you say something dope? It's a cool concept and storyline, but are you trying to be funny with it? Or are you trying to be real? Like, <laughs> um, I, okay. So my my tracks off the album Ink Blot. I like the the back and forth thing that him and J, Juicy J did, even though that it was, was just one verse. I don't know. Why didn't they extend that song? What the hell? I don't know. The first like half of the song, first off, it's only like two and a half minutes, and then the first minute is like right. instrumental and like singing shit. And that was dope. The the intro was dope. Yeah. The um, intro was pretty tough. Uh, I actually like in, in, in Anxiety or Anxiety as, as he, the, I guess he intentionally named it wrong on here, but Anxiety. I thought oh, that yeah. was cool mm-hmm. where he was talking about his, he had an anxiety attack. And just how yeah. it felt. Um, yeah. I played that before, um, you know, we got, we hopped on. Yeah, and that was, I liked the intro, even though it was very chance-ish. Um, 
America, like you said, and that's mainly because Black Thought is, um, he's an amazing rapper. I feel it's super mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think those are my joints off that off the album. But um, that's uh, that's the song where he had most most features. Yeah. Because he had Black Thought. Yeah, Chuck D. Yeah, Chuck yeah, D, yeah, yeah, Black yeah, Thought, yeah. and then No ID was producing it. No ID was yeah. on there. Yeah. So I, I I thought those are my tracks off of it, and then um, Castro. Uh. Yeah, my tracks were just pretty much the same as both both of y'all's. Uh, the Killer Mike one, obviously. Um, Killing Spree, America, Ink Live, and then uh, I also definitely love uh, Africarian. That was one. Those were my top choices. All right. So, okay. So those were the good points. <laughs> here's my problem with logic and okay so two things on the album that, p- that not pissed me off but kind of made me not like them as much like y'all both have mentioned kill, uh, can, uh, confess which is the killer Mike John mm-hmm. here's my issue killer Mike in a lot of people's books is one of the top rappers pure just lyricist rappers out I agree with this. I've been listening to Killer Mike for years on like underground stuff that he should have gotten more praise for. Mm-hmm. And then you use him to do spoken word. What? I want to hear if Killer Mike is featured on a track and I see that on your album, I want to hear mm-hmm. Killer Mike first, damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty interesting though. Because he, he was doing the same thing, he was kind of doing some spoken word on there too. He was I'm man, not, but I thought Killer Mike going on there. He he, he got it, you know. He um he's a very good speaker, man. Like oh yeah, Killer Mike is amazing. Like yeah, he's man. he's a stand up dude. Like he um yeah. I was mad when I missed him talking in Morehouse the other like when he was there last at the end of last year. And but Killer Mike is around. Like he's in the community. You see Killer Mike and yeah. you hear him. And like he was on. He was on a real time with Bill Marlet or a week before last. So, Killer Mike's a straight up dude. Second thing I had an issue with on the track American with America with Black Thought, Chuck D, and No ID, he mm-hmm. backs it up, but low key takes a shot at Kanye. And okay, I'm not I'm not a Kanye defender to no end. But you don't right. take a shot at Kanye with a track with no ID on it. That's right. That's, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. None but whatsoever. Yeah, I'm shoot. I don't know about Kanye Defender. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so I can. I, I just. I had. I took issue with that. Now, and the other thing is the track "Most Deaf." I don't know if any either one of y'all said that was one of y'all y'all Jones. I started to like it, but then it got too much. I feel like in the whole album as a whole, he does a lot of defending the fact that he's mixed. And that's the the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like he does it too much. Like he's overcompensating to the point where he goes to the point. Have y'all ever seen the movie CB4? 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and when that dude converts to being part of Islam and going back to Africa and he makes the song, I'm black and I'm black and I'm black and I'm black. Because I'm black, y'all. And, and I'm black, y'all. <laughs> and I'm black and I'm black and I'm black. That's what most death reminded me of. Dad, that's what that reminded me of. Hands down. I was like, yo, he took it a step too far. And, and he was begging. <laughs> he was reaching. <laughs> the whole time. And I was like, I... I like, dude, you're cool and everything, but you don't Chill, too much. Like, right. And then here's the other thing. This is, and this takes me to my like more issue of I have with Logic. Ever since he came out, like my intro to him, like you said, was the the driving Miss Daisy John, which I just gave me now. Mm-hmm. From that album, I noticed what he was trying to do, and I feel like he hasn't found his own voice, so he mimics everyone so i agree on that track on driving miss daisy if you go back to it he mimics big sean's um flow and style on the track with big sean he mentions childish gambino and then uses his flow and (laughs) and then i noticed that he does it with with all his shit because it's like he can't find anything original to do for himself so it drove it drives me nuts like and everybody looks at me because of how big of a like Gambino stand that I am and uh chance stand that I am and uh like Big Sean stand they're like oh well I know this guy likes logic logic is that artist that everybody <laughs> thinks I like that I don't like dead ass like <laughs> that's how I feel about logic is just like he doesn't do anything original like his second album his second album, he brought out with a screenplay to go with the album. Okay, cool. That but, oh, nice concept. <laughs> nice concept. What, that Guardian of the Galaxy beginning album? Yeah. First off, it was Guardians of the Galaxy album, basically. Yeah. <laughs> second, he comes out with a screenplay with it, but who else did that less than a year before him? That had And nobody else had done that shit before. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino put out a whole screenplay with Because the Internet. And I I know because I'm a stan of Childish Gambino. And clearly this guy is because he mentions him and says that he's one of his influences. But you that doesn't mean you do the exact same thing. And then he was going around when he was promoting that album with a, a Rubik's Cube. And he was solving he would he would spit like uh he would do a freestyle while solving the Rubik's Cube. And I know I've seen a dude on YouTube doing that before. Before mm. him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, dog. Like, and that's why I wanted to have somebody who was like a logic stand on the show. Yeah. Like, to debate me on all this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I mean. Nah, I can't fight you on this one, bro. I can't, I can't fight you at all, dude. You know, it it is what it is, yo. <laughs> but I, I just, I, I just, I just, I'm just like, dude, just stop begging. Like, you know, what's funny? Me, me, and Marcus was talking about this um, the other day, as a matter of fact, and I was talking about like, you know, being light skinned and how it, it's kind of the same concept and whatnot. But uh, I mean, I'm not black and white, so I can't feel that. But I can definitely feel them like going in between, and uh, 
trying to identify yourself within black culture as well as uh you know being accepted to white culture as well you know yeah but at some point you have to just be you have to come to the realization that you have to be you in any way possible and stop fighting oh, yeah, it no has like a, a temper tantrum in the middle of this album like yeah, no, no question, about, no question about that. But like, uh, I mean, what I, I was bringing all that up to say that uh, I just feel like, even though I can kind of relate to him on that, you know, level, I, I, like I said, I think he was kind of begging. He was just, it, it was just so much. It was so deep. You know, it was, <laughs> it was like, too deep. Really? It's like, too yeah, much. Chill. Chill. Like you said, he he hasn't really found his identity. You know I mean, like Yachty, chill, chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> chill, my nigga. So, <laughs> so, and I actually, it's funny that I I actually had to stop myself. I listened to um the Brilliant Idiots podcast, and mm-hmm. they had uh it was which is Charlemagne the God, Andrew Schultz, their podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, they had DJ Academics, who was there mainly to talk about that whole interview with Yachty and him mm. and Joe Buttons and their dynamic and stuff. But they were about to start talking about because Logic, Charlemagne didn't understand Logic either, and yeah. kind and he had started in the comments about Logic, and I was like, let me stop listening to this podcast so it doesn't taint what I'm about to say. <laughs> in my podcast now granted his podcast is downloaded by 200,000 people a week this one's downloaded by um, a number <laughs> we growing damn it um, <laughs> so it's just it happens but I, I didn't want to taint my arguments by listening to that because I didn't want to get in the habit of repeating them but, yeah. um, but he definitely struggles with um, did did y'all have anything else y'all wanted to say about about Logic or the album? Yo, so like the, the other thing is, uh, and I'm sorry to keep like feeding into this and putting the venom in there, but uh, even Cole kind of said it on Africarian, like at the end, like when he was kind of giving him advice. Mm-hmm. Like Cole was kind of rapping about that, like yo, like. Yo, don't, don't worry about that. Don't, don't worry about being black and white. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And thank you for reminding me that. I do appreciate artists who kind of put in little surprises to their albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was unexpected. That was very unexpected. Well, I had saw, you know, the, the track listing before, so I knew the poll was on there. Um... But I was kind of waiting for it because, like, you know, the whole song, he wasn't. And then, like, at the very end, it just kind of randomly goes. Mm-hmm. It, it transitions nice, nice and well, but, like, it, it was still kind of, you know, random. But yeah. it was, it, it was I, I, I think that was very well done. Yeah. You know, yeah, like I, I said, he was just kind of, it was just kind of telling him, like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even expect that. I didn't, I didn't even look at. I didn't even look at the track list, and I just listened to it. Right. Same here. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't say that he's on it. Am I drunk? 
Nah, it doesn't say it on the uh, on the album track. But... Oh, it doesn't? I don't no. think so. No, nah, it doesn't, because it just has Neil deGrasse Tyson at the end. It doesn't have... That well, what I meant is I Googled it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I Wikipedia it. Because, <laughs> I mean, in, in so that's... I, I understand it, and like I said, I appreciate the the surprise of another artist because like just going back to like we talked about Kendrick when Tupac hopped yeah. in or if anybody listened to the uh, to the um, the Social Experiment album it didn't list didn't any listen features to the whole thing, but, uh, it's so I'll good but guys. it doesn't list any features and then all of a sudden like Busta comes on like <laughs> and then Cole comes yeah, in and then Quavo comes in like yeah. it's so I appreciate that that that's a a little like icing on the cake to your fans. But yeah. But he definitely wrestles with a lot of um definitely wrestles with a lot of acceptance by black people and white people. And yeah. speaking of that, uh we can talk about our next we can hop into our next topic which is uh dear white people, <laughs> which I feel like I feel like his album, he could have watched Dear White People and it may would have helped him a little bit. <laughs> because um, it, it, it's, it's uh, yeah. But, but so for everybody who, who doesn't know exactly what Dear White People is, it's a, now mm-hmm. it's a Netflix show. It started as a movie um, that came out that's um, one of the main stars is... Um, God, the the kid who played uh, everybody hates everybody Chris. hates Chris. Yeah, he he moved from from everybody hates Chris to dear white people to having a great career. He's on TV still. Um, some really great people came out of it, and it did. It had such a cult following and such a good reception that it developed into a Netflix TV show. And what it is is a group of students who are living in the black dorm of an Ivy League institution. So that could be Harvard, that could be Yale, that could be Brown, that could be University of Chicago, any of those Ivy League institutions. And all of their dorms are separated by uh, cultural background. So black kids are in one dorm, Jewish kids are in another dorm, um, Legacies are in another dorm. White kids, of course, legacy dot 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 white kids, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, are all in one dorm, and it's about. Um, it follows this one girl, Sam. Um, it mainly follows her and her. She has a radio show named "Dear White People," where she voices the grievances of the black students and is sending a message saying, "Hey, dear white people, stop doing this dumb shit. It's racist." And even though it may not be apparently racist, that it still is. And the movie starts kind of where the, I mean, the the television show starts kind of where the movie left off, where this big on-campus blackface party has occurred. And everything kind of stems from this blackface party, you get to understand the different players and characters within um, within the, the school. So, mm-hmm. I know I've watched the movie and the entire series. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Which movie, one did you uh, watch first? I watched the movie first because I actually watched the movie way back when it came out. When it came out, mm-hmm. when when did it come out again? Because I never watched the movie. The movie came out in two thousand and fourteen. Hold on, let me make sure. TV series, TV series. The movie came out. 2014 yeah 2014 and starred it was directed by justin siemens um starred tyler james williams who's everybody hates chris uh tessa thompson kyla gaylor um and a bunch of other folks who've kind of gone on to do some really cool stuff tessa thompson's probably the biggest one beside tyler james williams because she was in um something very recently she was in creed she was in creed huh. and uh selma so she was the the other girl <laughs> in creed not uh <laughs> not so mm-hmm. not so tough and then the tv series um is starring sorry kids i promise to get better internet um logan browning brandon p bell and deron horton who are your your main characters of sam and troy fairbanks and lionel higgins and coco so each one of them is kind of going through their own identity crises and have developed um one person being extra, I guess you can call pro-black, um, and she represents the Black Student Union. Uh, Troy, who's the son of one of the deans, which I find hilarious because he plays a dean in Dear White People, but he also plays, he's the dean from How High. <laughs> so just seeing him in that position, I keep thinking of How High. It's not yeah. fair to him. But... <laughs> He, but in How High, and then um, his name is Oba Babatunde. Who knew? But um, but Troy is kind of like Troy is his son, and is kind of like the the you can call him the Barack Obama type, where he's he's trying to play within the system. He's being held up to all these unrealistic standards by his dad, and has the pressure of appeasing all the the white students as well because he goes to try to run for uh, student government president and then uh, Deron Horton who is Lionel Higgins is playing the role that Tyler James Williams played in the movie which is a kid who's in his sophomore year he came in to be a journalism major he's extremely quiet and he's actually struggling with the fact that he's gay so he um and is and as it he's a it's kind of he's Troy's roommate, yeah. so and that leads to him also being attracted to Troy, but that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, <laughs> so I I just know I watched this. It has a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought it was amazing. Like I feel like it doesn't. It doesn't get pre- too. It doesn't get preachy, mm-hmm. and it just tells a really good story with natural reactions and feelings. 
Do you think it deserves a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes though? I do, man. Like, like, do you just do you think Get Out deserves a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, cause I, I do. That. I both do. Of them? I think they both did, and it's because they never step too out of like they never. Okay, so here's my issue with a lot of artistic things that go to make a point they 100%. get a little either preachy 100 <laughs> percent. i think 100 percent, man that they look checking all right. boxes net checking all boxes though like it checks the it's artistically done well shot well and and beautifully it looks beautiful uh-huh. then the writing is spot on some of the writing with okay, some of the writing with Get Out, maybe not. <laughs> and then, but I mean, that's Jordan Peele. Honestly, I didn't even, I didn't expect him to write a movie. That was, was, that was, was kind of creative, was, also. It was very creative. I said, but I'm, I mean, 100%. I mean, and there's, there's, there's plot holes and everything, but they're acceptable plot holes to. And this is more leaning toward Get Out than than Dear White People, but I think that there, there's acceptable plot holes. And with Get Out, I, I believe it ended with you having that feeling of okay, we just went through an adventure. It was really mm-hmm. fucked up, but at least we came out on top. Yeah, that that was that was cool. That was good. Did you see the alternate ending? Yes. You saw, saw that. What did you think? I thought. I mean, it happened more like I, I saw I saw it on Facebook. I saw I saw it on a post on Facebook for Hypebeast, and uh, I saw someone comment that uh, goodness, what did he come? Uh, I forget. But anyways, I, I thought it was like still powerful because it, it, it was like oh, that's what he said. He said it was like pretty much realistic, and uh, you know the way he came in there and he he sat down and like he was just pretty much content because he had stopped something that could happen to anybody else. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was like real nice. I think he ended up in the situation a lot of times. It's like people. And uh, you gotta sign, kind of like bite the bullet, and uh, that's kind of what that's what he did. That's what they were portraying. He he kind of, you know, bit the bullet on that one, and you know he took the L for the for the the overall dub. Exactly. Yeah, and I see us, but I think black people have to do that so much that yeah. it felt good that it didn't happen this time. Like when I, yeah, I would have been. That's true. I, I would have been content with, I would have been okay with the alternate ending, but I wouldn't have been as happy as I was with the with the ending. With the ending that was in the, in the theaters. So, but um, it, it's, it's a huge play on the on So, oh yeah, I understand that definitely. So, um, so let's ask somebody who hasn't seen either. Castro, what do you think? Um, so, would you is is this something that you would normally like? 
you would just see or hear about and say, oh, well, let me go watch that. Or is this something um, that you wouldn't watch normally? And hearing us talk about it, would did that sway you in the direction of, of watching it? Either movie or to sh- or show? Um, now, I mean, I definitely want to watch both the movie and the show. Initially, when the movie first came out, um, I didn't exactly know what it was about, but I did hear a lot of good things about it. And I heard some people talking about it. Uh, it just I had never sparked my interest to, to go out my way and see it. Um, then I heard that it became a Netflix show. So then I was like, all right, let me, let me, check, let me both check both of these out. And then, you know, people started saying, you know, some people think certain ways if they, if they see the show before the movie or they think another way if they see the movie before the show, which is intriguing to me. So, yeah, I'm definitely catch it. I think because I saw them so far apart, that helped mm-hmm. me take and put them both in two different spaces because mm-hmm. the, the show does put different people right into the same characters and then continue the storyline. So, yeah. So do you feel like it was just like the complete same? Like, did, did it have the same effect? Because I've heard a few people say that it was like pretty much... Uh, it, it was like, what's the point of the show? Because it's the same thing as the movie. Um, I, I feel like it was... I feel like it pushed the movie out more because what you can do with television as opposed to the movie is mm-hmm. explore the characters a little bit deeper and give them a little bit more context of how or why they interact the way they do. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like because we could get deeper into the, oh, well, this happened to her and she tried to do this and that's why she does, she acts the way she does now. I feel like it gives you more of a complete understanding. Feel, yeah, an understanding. Yeah. It puts you in the world that they're in versus a movie has to do that. Okay, a movie, if you break it up, they have to do all your introductions and background in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. And allow you to say, this person is this person because of this. Now you have to accept that and run with it. And they did a great job with that with the first movie. And they did a great job with focusing in on one situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just it just adds to it. It like it like keeps pushing forward from where the movie stopped and these big set pieces that each each that they had. So like the blackface party is the big set piece of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they they start with that. And push forward to another incident that happens, and I don't want to, and I don't want to throw any spoilers out there for anybody. So I'm, I'm dancing around stuff to be real careful, but I feel like, I feel like, it just allows you to enjoy it more. So like I kept saying that like, dear white people, the movie was this generation's, um, school days without the music. So without the musical. So it it gave me that same type of feeling where if I was younger, looking Uh forward into college, not having gone to college and experienced it, it it would have put my mindset in a certain way. But looking at it after college, I 
do have those moments where like, yo, that's exactly what that shit was like. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. And there, cause there's definitely a couple moments I was like, yo, that was me and the homies. We were sitting somewhere at Spellman having this conversation. And, <laughs> and we, and especially like the African dude, the African character, I forget his, his, his name, but he's, he's a dude from Kenya and he, his reactions and stuff make you think even more and I think that was missing out of the movie so because of the movie was it had to get to a certain point and it had to give the reactions to everybody it's different when you give the reactions of somebody who's black in America but not raised in America and raised in a black society mm-hmm. so and his looking at things he was there for comic relief which I know some people did not like but I feel like his his reactions were were definitely necessary, and it makes you think about how we interpret and react to things, and how mm-hmm. he reacted and interpreted things. So, like he that that was something that was missing from the movie that I feel like the television show could do and add to your experience. Right. So that's true. Like that's a good the, point. Hey, that's a real good point. So, on the superficial side of it. The girl who plays Sam, Logan Brownie, mm-hmm. oh my God. I have found oh, yeah. her <laughs> next ex-wife. She's, she's pretty. She's pretty. Woo! And then I know she has contacts in to make her eyes lighter. I think mm-hmm. she does at least because all the pictures I've seen from her on the interwebs, um, <laughs> uh, she doesn't have like, she has light her eyes, but not like the super green Johns that she has in the movie. And and she's just like down to the fact like her facial bone structure is is bad. It, it's yeah, her structure is pretty pretty rocking. <sighs> she's in the she's in the movie and the show. No, she's just in the the show. The girl in the movies actually she's really attractive too. But um, the girl I might have to pull up on her in a in a romper. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're a fool. <laughs> if you pull up in the romper anywhere, we are gonna have problems <laughs> Bruh, you own a, tell the truth t- the people want to know do you own a romper right now <laughs> the people want to know this includes it's shipping from <laughs> amazon right now <laughs> I, got, I got a this little something shit i got a little something shit <laughs> on the way <laughs> my joy my joy gonna be fresh Everybody's gonna be like, oh, snap, wait, hold on. Uh, for the uh, you can pull off a romper, but hey, Prince can pull off a romper, of course. It's Prince, this is Prince. (laughs) I don't don't have his voice, but I'm just saying, (laughs) I think I. Bruh. I think I got the structure to do do it. <laughs> you coming in floating like Prince? <laughs> With the rock. Excuse me, Prince did not float. He levitated, okay? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nah, the girl from the original is Tessa Thompson, who is cute, but she hasn't made my future ex-wife status. Um, <laughs> okay. So future ex-wife status is definitely. Fair enough. <laughs> future ex-wife. 
Hey, man, I, I, I don't know if I covered this on the podcast yet. I have two lists. There's future ex-wife, future baby mama. It, it's two lists for two reasons. <laughs> who's, on the, who's on the baby mama's list? The oh, first one. The first one? Diamond uh, from Crime Mom. <laughs> she got a baby I, now, so that changes things a little bit. But I'll put one in Diamond, too. I'm, I'm, I'm in the- <laughs> she, man, she the only one from Crime Mom that kept herself like together. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, she she always been kind of cute. Mm-hmm. That was half the club group broke up. <laughs> <laughs> she she number one on she she up there on the top. <laughs> the future baby. Is mama. this baby mama or ex wife? Future future baby mama, future ex wife. Right. The top the top on that is is never attainable. But Rosario Dawson, she stays up there. <laughs> She's a goddess, man. Yeah. Like, she's like, oh. and just so, and just so the dark skinned girls don't feel left out. Number two on the future ex wife list, and she kind of dances in between it, depending on what she does on power. Is Notori Naughton? Because okay, she, okay. she fell on the she list. Got, she's bad. Yeah, she's, she's bad. bad. She's really, she's nice. She got on the list when uh, Notorious came out. She was playing Lil Kim. I was like, oh. See what this is. Oh, notorious. Hell yeah. <laughs> Everything about her, yo, is, is yeah, she was A1. Yeah. Man, hey, <laughs> shout out to the dark skinned sisters, man. Oh my gosh, man. Chocolate chocolate drops, man. Yeah, I feel like if I like, you know what I'm saying, lick your skin, I'll get cavities. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, of our dark skinned queens, I would also like to send a shout out. And uh, uh, this is this is kind of like a promo. I also am helping produce another podcast called the A Podcast, A-Y-P-O-D-K-A-S-T. It'll be coming soon. Hopefully it will be launching the next week or so. And we just did an interview with uh, last year's Miss DC, not the one that fucked up this year. Um, <laughs> Sierra Jackson, she is a... a beautiful girl she's actually a spelmanite um she uh was is shout out to spelman one time (laughs) yo shout shout out to cau they don't get enough love either they don't and in fact it is graduation weekend so to all our graduates morehouse and spelman graduated today clark graduates tomorrow if you got the cap and gown this year picked up your degree walked across stage high school college Shout out to my niece who graduated in high school on June the 10th. Yo, congrats to all of you. Congrats to every single one of you. Uh, do big things. And we thank you for hanging in there. Your parents yes. thank you for hanging in there and not spending up all their money for no reason. <laughs> but we congratulate all y'all. Salute class of 2017 all across the board i don't care if you graduated first grade you first off you shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you just graduated first grade but if your parents yeah. are good job on getting them through shout out to the parents to help you endure um all that so and i'll use that as a good point to move on to our our last topic and this is our tech topic of the day which is clickbait so a lot of people don't right. know. Hmm? Can can we get a little re-up session before the the clickbait discussion? Is that is that is that something that's oh a re-up session? 
And uh, we are live in five, four, three, two. All right, we took a little break, <laughs> so now we back to talk about our last topic. That yeah. is uh, clickbait. clickbait on the internet. Um, so to give y'all an introduction, what clickbait is. So you're cruising through Facebook, you see it all the time. It's clickbait. It's it's these articles that are. <laughs> attractive to you because they kind of give you like some reason to click on the click on the site so you see a lot of lists you see a lot of like the the like <coughs> buzzfeed fights it all the time but they do a lot of articles that be could be quote unquote clickbait it's the oh you won't believe these 10 pictures of these girls at parties oh what state should you live in mm-hmm. oh what um you won't believe it's, these which celebrities fell off this week. Like yeah, like it, it's almost like ads with misleading titles. Exactly to get you to click in, and uh, the the reasoning behind it is simple: is that if you get a, a page with a lot of clicks on it and a lot of views on it, you can get advertisers to pay you money. That's why right. when you get to these sites, there's a thousand ads, and you have to click through a. 20 pages to get through the entire article. So in a world we live in with fake news and um, as much as that's been in the, uh, the, the world space, clickbait is right on the edge of that, of where it's not necessarily untrue, but it's definitely Mm -hmm. annoying as shit and Mm -hmm. clutter. Mm -hmm. Like it just clutters shit up. So like, and it's every fucking where to the point where it's gotten like out of hand Mm -hmm. so um so so let's start this off easy what kind of uh what do y'all think of clickbait just in general all right so like there's a very fine line and you You know know, um it it seems outrageous to say that because clickbait is usually like pretty much like just obvious right well, picture this. Soldier Boy. Back in the day, made the statement that he used to put it on LimeWire. Good old LimeWire, man. 50 Cent's uh, song title in the club to get, you know, more and more people to on, on his download. I mean, it makes sense. It, you, you know, it, the, the, and this and is why world who doesn't just care about like, like articles toward you know the their their the, the, not the clients but the you know the people that they're reaching out the to. Target audience. Audience. Yeah, they're target audience. Exactly, but here's the here's the thing where it's gotten dangerous is like it's sometimes now hard to tell real news sites 
from the clickbait sites. Because, like, I know, like, Huffington Post and Washington Post and New York Times and legit CNN are legitimately now starting to use to form their titles of their articles, which are legitimate articles, yeah. like clickbait articles. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. almost to the point where it's like, oh, you won't believe what Trump did this week with healthcare. And, <laughs> okay, that's a legitimate, people need to go read that because people need to know what Trump dumbass did with healthcare this week or <laughs> what Trump did with the internet this week. But they they shouldn't have to, like, entice people. If you just put Trump helped the F, F, or the FCC did this with net neutrality this week, then... Mm-hmm. People should be able to go be attracted to read that and not have to be tricked almost into it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like one of the things that we were reading this week, and I know because I, I, I sent out the articles for us to kind of read, and I think we each kind of gravitated mm-hmm. toward a different one. So, mm-hmm. like, Castro, you, you had started talking about um, in the pre show conversation, like some of the tactics and the reason why, reasons why uh, clickbait works. And that was interesting. So what did what did what did they say about that? Yeah, so I read um I actually ended up reading all three articles. Um one of the ones that stood out to me was an article that pretty much talked about how uh people kind of study the behavior and emotional patterns <laughs> of of what people clicked on. So uh if I clicked on uh, um, a clickbait of uh, something that said cute kittens like see now you know what I mean that kind of tells you a little bit about my personality and what type of things that I like so it was, it was kind of interesting how they went into that and then also uh, depending on what you click it also lets you know a little bit about your emotional state at the time you know whether you're happy or or angry you're sad um and also talk a little about curiosity gap as well you know which is pretty much uh things that information that you know and information that you want want to have for instance i guess as an example if I say, if I have an article titled that says, uh, or even the GoDaddy commercials, you know, you know how sometimes they'll have commercials, but then it's like they'll leave you at it with a cliffhanger at the end, and you have to go to the website in order to, you know what I'm saying, to see what happens next. That's, that's a curiosity gap. So something actually happens, but then your mind runs, runs what's, the, what's, what's, the, what's happening next? You left on a cliffhanger pretty much. Yep. So that, that was pretty interesting to me. You know, yeah, and they, I, you know, one of the other things that they touched on was anticipation. And the the funny thing is, like, a lot of the things that they were saying kind of intertwined with each other, because uh, you talking you you talking about manufacturing emotions and uh, making people anticipate certain things and playing with their curiosity. Right. These are all emotions, you know what I mean. Uh, it also talked about being a part of a a, a, a number in a list. Uh, you know, I, I almost to kind of be more credible. Um, mm-hmm. 
And it also is, it also talked about uh, happiness being slavery, uh, inviting people to, to inviting the work past to a situation to get a specific uh, behavior. Excuse me. And just so everybody knows, the the name, the name of the article of that uh, Paul has sent us is it's from Wired.com. It's called You'll Be Outraged at How Easy It Was to Get You to Click on This Headline. Mm-hmm. And uh, the author is uh, Brian Garden. Garden. The, yep. the graphic on there is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, exa- and I'll actually, I'll post that in the uh, the article itself in the show notes on uh, yeah. virtualdopeness.com so that y'all can, can take a look at it as well. And, and, and it, uh, it hits on all the points. Very interesting. Hell yeah! It's, it was. It, it, it basically it, it's basically talking about the your like intuitive judgments based on your emotions and like your your brain being lazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and this actually ties back into what we talked about on the first show with the three of us, which was your browser history. So now, not only do people have an idea of what you click on and search for, but mm-hmm. when you get clicked into these articles, now they have an idea of what piques your curiosity and piques your interest. So, and then they're able to cater to that. Exactly. You mm-hmm. know, so like it, it's just so funny. <laughs> so the 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 last article I sent you guys was actually. Um, and I'm going to tell you something really funny about it after after I finished reading it. It was a USA Today article about how Facebook already announced that they were creating an algorithm to help mm-hmm. filter out fake news. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're also trying to use the same article, same algorithm. Um, to sh- on, and algorithm is just a solution, a, a solution, a solution to a problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they're using this this solution to try to take out as much fake news as they are. They're also going to use it to take out as much clickbait so you don't have to go through it be- and, and get tricked into these little traps. Um, they said one of the uh, things that they, they search for in that uh, algorithm is um, like um, titles in different languages as well. I noticed that, and that was pretty interesting because it was like, you know, you got to go that deep into it. Exactly. Where it's just different ways of recognizing it. And Mm -hmm. the funny part about that article that I didn't pick up on until after I finished reading it, if you look at the bottom of that article, Mm -hmm. it has a bunch of clickbait ads. Yeah, I noticed that also. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it just the ones that are up there, it's like cable companies furious over this new device. So, of course, you, you want to click on that to, to see what they're talking about, and it's going to be an advertisement for something stupid. But yeah. So, and, it, imagine how hard it is to even come up with something like that to filter out things like that when... Uh, they're all over. You know, they're just they're just all over. It's hard to define exactly, you know, exactly what is clickbait. Right. <laughs> and one of the things that they were talking about um, in that that the the other article, the Wired article, 
which I found interesting was how even though you go to some of these um, mm-hmm. and they're complete crap, you'll eventually hit one that's actually interesting. Mm-hmm. And that is, and they called it like emotional payoff, where right. even though you you only get one out of fifty that's good, you still because you got that one payoff, it keeps you. You, you like, uh, I, I, I want to click again just to see what it is. <laughs> and oh, I, man, I I know my I fall for it too. I mean, we all fall for it. Like, especially my big fall for it is on YouTube, because if you ever there's <sighs> an account there's this account called uh, Watch Mojo. And there's another account called Looper that are like 10 top 10 overused songs in a movie or TV or top 10 actors who quit for bad reasons or top 10 uh, best opening lines to movies. They have hundreds of these, John, thousands mm-hmm. of these videos. And I've, I've I've watched a ton of them. And yeah. for every 10 that I watch that I'm like, I'm, yo, I'm going to stop looking at these dumbass videos. I find one that's like super interesting. It is probably right, right. And, and it's sometimes just, it kind of feels like it's just something to do, you know? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and so I, I guess, <laughs> I guess the payoff of all of this, is, I guess the, 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 the life lesson in all of this is one, watch what you click. Mm-hmm. Because Dem- you never you never know who's watching. <laughs> Two, um, in order to stop these, we have to stop clicking on them. Yeah, you can't just rely true. on Facebook <laughs> to filter things out. Um, three, you're gonna get you're gonna get caught by them, but it's important in listening to stuff like what we're doing. To understand that these are meant, these are not meant to give you like valid information. These are meant to get you to click on things. And so they can be just as detrimental as, as fake news that are just completely made up articles. You know, a lot of people share, just like automatically share these things too. And uh, it, it's, it, it is a, a, a very frustrating form of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. You know, so you do have you do gotta you, you gotta watch. You have to watch out for what you um, what you sharing on Facebook, on social media, everywhere. Uh, what you tell someone uh, based on uh, unreliable source, or you, you know, you, you gotta be able to determine what your what your sources are, how reliable they are. Exactly, and exactly, and if you really want information on a topic. Go research that topic because I guarantee you somebody's written a legitimate article or has a legitimate video that discusses so, the thing that you that you actually want, the information you actually want to get to. So Google can be your friend and you can get past all these bullshit articles. To get Google to is your friend Google and you don't know friend. it. And you don't know it <laughs> Google is your best friend. Bruh. You are always... Google will... Always be there. Yo, I don't know how many times people have gotten mad at me because I. Okay, sometimes I'm an asshole, and, and and I will be the first to admit to that. But and I will say, oh, there's this new thing that you should try out. It's called Google. It just came out yesterday. It can give you a lot of answers. And I've hit people with that, and people get very aggravated. But I also hate when people ask questions that they could easily Google, and I. 
and I, I stop myself. I try to stop myself from doing it. Like, <laughs> yo, like there is a whole world of information out there that you can just latch on to. Right now. <laughs> Easily. Right. And stop. And that will help the stopping of spreading of bad information. Like, yo, look at it. Look at a URL, people. Like, if it is, there is a difference between Huffington Post or Washington Post or even, and I hate to say this, but FoxNews.com is much <laughs> better than uh, AA Batteries dot info dot net dot scumbag dot beer right. <laughs> on my ankle. You don't have to go to places with different proxies you don't need all that. And if something is like, if something is, is bouncing you to 15 different places, Chances are it's complete trash, and, mm-hmm. and your and, and your computer's already infected with a virus. Give up. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the old days of LimeWire, like you enjoy should have blue screened already, bro. <laughs> if you haven't tombstoned a computer with LimeWire, then, then you're not old enough. <laughs> if you didn't have to factory reset that whole joint, that definitely that's definitely happened to me. Yeah. Bro, I remember the old days of I actually came in with Napster. That's how far back I go. That may be <laughs> like I remember the original Napster where you had and I was on like DSL, so a song took twenty minutes. Oh my god. Bro, I remember <laughs> having <laughs> I would look up the album, figure out all the song titles, put them Jones on the download before I went to sleep. And then when I got back from school the next day, it would be done. It was popping. It was popping. <laughs> Bro, it was on. Hey, my, mom, my mom's just a little bougie, so we had to we had the cable. Oh. Oh, for real. We didn't oh, get cable oh, for a minute. Oh, oh. Bougie. The bougie. Bad bougie. The bougie. What's up, mama? Hey, chill. <laughs> <laughs> But that's just that, that, and that was a quick trip down memory lane. But just that we said all that to say, like, yo, just be careful. Check your sources. If you see some wild shit, check another. Google it to make sure that I mean, we are living in wild shit times. <laughs> but <laughs> check your sources. Make sure it's something that you can believe. So. <laughs> That 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 does it, and I think that wraps us up for today, guys. Like, All right. Cool. I appreciate. Where are your sauces? <laughs> <laughs> Wild, bro. But uh, I appreciate y'all once again. Uh, Thank you, sir. Listeners, I will talk to y'all on the outro, guys. I appreciate y'all once again, and we'll see y'all in the coming weeks. And we're gonna get some cool guests coming as well as y'all coming back. So I appreciate it. I'll let you go. Boom. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We really appreciate you listening. We just want to go ahead and get y'all. If y'all have any feedback or anything you need to tell us, it's virtualdopeness.com. We'll have the show notes up there as soon as possible. At Virtual Dopeness on Twitter. At Virtual Dopeness on Instagram. Virtual Dopeness on Facebook. And virtualdopeness at gmail.com. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. In the bottom of my heart, in the depths of my soul. Okay, that's a that's a callback.
It's an inside joke. People won't know that. Sorry. But <laughs> seriously, though, we appreciate y'all. Tell a friend about the podcast. And we hope to be doing some more fun things. So see you next week. We took a break. Now we're back. Because of the holiday. As always, be virtual and live. <laughs>